0: Welcome to barbershop.talk podcast. In this podcast, we talked about issues facing you and your community. We identified these topics by listening to you in the barbershop. You talked about it in the barbershop on Saturday, and we're gonna discuss it on our podcast today. Here we are in Out The Way studio in Indianapolis. My name is Jay Rod, and I'm here with my co-host, KC.
1: Thank you, Jay Rod. It is a pleasure to co-host Barbershop podcast here in Out the Way Studios. I look forward to presenting topics we discussed in the shop, as well as the manner in which we discuss them. This would include the gamut from analytical to anecdotal, from critique to humor and fun, all in an attempt to present to the audience the real flavor of barbershop talk.
0: Hey, hey, matter, matter of fact, you know, I give you a hard time about your intro, but I do have to admit that uh, with our new theme music. By the way, our theme music is by one of our sponsors, which is King Cap, uh, who also um, does our custom t-shirts and apparel for our podcast. But he did say that we need to pump him up a little bit more and mention him more on his podcast since he's allowing us to do the podcast in his studio. So I said, okay, But he also says more to come. So we should have more than just that theme music. Uh, our introduction music it should be pretty exciting what he can provide us in the future
1: good job on that uh, on that theme music i like that It's a nice intro into our show
0: i think you're right but we got some discussions to talk about today our topics to talk about today and the very first one is going to be the fight between mike tyson and roy jones because in fact i heard mike Tyson was doing a lot of punches to the body to the face, to the butt. He kicked Roy Jones' butt. I think I can you die. I can you die. That guy kicked his butt. <laughs> they, they made me laughing. But there was no joke to Roy
1: Jones. What do you think about the fight? Uh first of all, I want to say that um overall I was impressed with the preparation by both fighters. Uh,
0: the crowd always clap for
1: you with well, an appreciative and, and knowledgeable audience
0: oh my god
1: but um i was really impressed by the, the, the preparedness for both fighters uh you know when you get fighters these days in their 30s you don't know what you're going to get sloppy guys or guys that have really been training hard but two guys in their 50s to come out here and you see they really made a lot of effort to get in shape and to and work on their craft so Let's start there. I was really impressed with the preparation by both fighters, uh, but I was more impressed with Mike Tyson. Uh, Roy Jones represented himself uh, okay, but Mike Tyson showed that he could be a serious threat to these heavyweights out here today.
0: I, I agree, Casey. I have to take that. Mike Tyson looked like to me that he was in the best shape in his life. Now maybe during his career, during his prime, maybe exit to that. But for a fifty-four-year-old man, he was in superb shape. Ooh,
1: yeah. I mean, yeah, he was in really good shape. He really was. I hope when I reach fifty-four years of age, I have that kind of shape. That's that's <laughs> on down the road, though.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> way
2: down,
0: <laughs> way, 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 way down the line. Uh, but this is what I was very impressed with uh, Mike Tyson. I mean, his body shots were tremendous. I mean, it, it like he was hitting the side of a bone. Uh, and you could tell it was hurting Roy Jones.
1: Yeah, it they were hurting. impactful. Uh, you, you could tell from the eye test. You also could tell from the ear test. He was thumping them on the sides. And uh, uh, I think Roy Jones came out there with a game plan. He was going to execute that jab and move around and, and, and outbox Mike Tyson thinking, you know, my hand speed advantage would be enough. But the first time he felt that body shot, that <laughs> game plan went out the window and he said, I'ma throw and when Mike Tyson comes in, we're gonna dance, I'm gonna hold him up, lock him up. Because those <laughs> body shots was, was devastating.
0: Oh, you're absolutely right. I mean, even after about the uh they went eight rounds. Yes. And after four rounds, I mean Mike Tyson act like he didn't he didn't even want to sit on the stool, you know, when they pull up doing the rounds. It's like he knew he was winning. He just knew. Duh. Winning. I know you were, Mike. Duh. Winning. And I tell you what, you didn't look ugly either. You ugly, you are ugly, and your mother ugly, and your sister <laughs> ugly. You just plain old
2: ugly. <laughs> <laughs> the fight
0: was not ugly, oh. I can tell
1: you. It wasn't ugly. Uh, it was a little disappointing with all the clinching that Roy Jones did, but we understand why he did them. Uh, but nonetheless, it didn't take away from Mike Tyson's performance.
0: No, I, I I agree. Now, I, <laughs> Roy Jones did seem like he was in a a, a hug fest, right? And, and I'm, I kid you not, audience. I want to make sure this is clear. Every time that Mike Tyson did a body punch to Roy Jones, you I I kid you not. I heard this from Roy Jones every single time. It went body punch, <laughs> body punch. <laughs> Roy Jones is doing that all night. I mean absolutely. Uh, J. Jay, Jay Rod, uh
1: maybe I should have told you this, but I told Roy Jones we we're gonna be doing a podcast. And we'd be talking about him. So I think he's listening in. Um uh, you may wanna
0: well if that readdress that. Roy Jones, please listen to my words. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm very, very sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. In fact, I'm, I'm having a meltdown. Self-destruct sequence activated. <laughs> That's absolutely right. Yeah. I was so sorry, Roy Jones. In fact, you did look pretty good. You look pretty good. So, uh, yeah, you did. Uh, why did you do that to me, Casey? Why well, did you
1: tell I, him? I was just trying to expand our audience. And, you know, if you have someone the caliber of Roy Jones listening, I thought it would be great. But <laughs> I didn't know you were going to insult the man.
0: Well, again, I, uh, you know what? I hate you all so much. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. In fact, in fact, you know, oh, wow. I know I'm in well, big
1: trouble. J-Rod, now. I want to say this, because I didn't know you were going to insult him and lead to this situation. But let mm-hmm. me just say this.
0: I apologize for nothing. For nothing? <laughs> oh, I get that. I get that. You know, sometimes, you know, I just wonder why you are here. Why are you here, KC, and you're supposed to be my co-host?
1: What What would you say you do here?
2: What do you say?
1: Oh, well, this is my response.
2: I have people skills. I am good at dealing with people. Can't you understand it? <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you people?
0: <laughs> All right. All right, okay, if you say so. But here's a couple of things I want to say about the fight, because one thing I do have to say is that um, uh, I did, it was a very entertaining fight. I mean, it was a good fight. Now, Roy Jones tried to use some of the methods that he did in his prime, which you can tell he slowed down quite a bit. And yes. I wouldn't advise that, yes. especially with a, with a fighter like uh, Tyson. But he also put on a pretty decent show.
1: He did. He, he, I, Roy Jones never uh, fought anyone with the power that Mike Tyson has. And uh, you know I, he was expecting Mike Tyson to be strong, but I think he didn't expect the impact to be as great as it was. Uh, but like I said, I was impressed uh, with the preparedness of both fighters. And I want to mention something. Has there ever been a fight that featured two fighters whose combined age was 105 years old? <laughs> no. And when no. you think about that, you're not expecting to see anything entertaining, anything of value. But there, but it was. And there was plenty of value there.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's been, but 105 years old, 105 years old. Oh, and the oldest fighter, in my opinion, could
1: possibly beat the best heavyweight that's out there today. Well, that may be true.
0: That may be true. It's not a laughing matter. I'm telling you, it's not a laughing matter. You need to stop all that laughing like right now okay all right he's getting carried away and i swore you said that when john's listen to the podcast so the credits are she
2: chill out will you we may involve security security can get that man yeah
0: yeah that's right yeah get him out here in fact why don't you take his little wife too
2: get out lady it ain't funny what's wrong with you okay okay she's a nut she's a nut okay all right we should kick their baby out too, but maybe later. Right. I mean, yeah, kick the baby out.
0: That's what I'm saying. Okay, all right cuz all right. All right cause the baby We're not stay.
1: kicking no baby out.
0: All right, the baby.
1: The, hey, you but, can have a front well, hey, sit right here. You're okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're okay. Look, at there's some daddy over here. He's cute. All right. All right. He's cute. I'm gonna punch that baby like Mike Tyson did Roy Jones and stuff. But but anyway, uh hey, here's some statistics you didn't know because uh Mike Tyson, you know, did say it was a draw. Mm-hmm. But in my opinion, from what I've seen in the fight, Mike Tyson won. In fact, Mike Tyson managed to outland, to outland, I mean, to outpunch. Maybe I should just say outpunch oh, Jones yeah. uh, throughout the bout. Matter of fact, he had 67 connecting punches to Jones' 37, as well as 35 body shot shots but Jones only had four.
1: Right. And, you know, clearly the eyeball test says that Mike Tyson uh, dominated, carried the fight. He was the more aggressor. Uh, He completely uh, controlled that fight. And so how they get with some bogus draw is beyond me. Uh, But I think what the situation was, it's an exhibition. Right. It's not going to be on anyone's record. That's correct. So, you know, and they actually had a bigger cause than them fighting. Uh, This was about uh, raising money to help various organizations. And I think that was uh, the primary uh, driving force behind this. So. You know, Tyson wasn't upset about it being a draw. He, he was more uh, uh, concerned about the fact that uh, they were raising things to do charitable work.
0: OK, I think you're absolutely right. You know, I also think that it's time for us to move to our second topic. That was pretty good. Uh, in fact, I think what I'm going to try to call. Did that lady sneak back in here with that little people? Uh, but I think what I'm going to do is call it that, that uh, Mr. Logic. You remember Mr. Logic from last time? Yeah, how can you miss him? Because if you forgot him, I knew he just loved, loved the hell out of you, KC. In fact, this is just remind you and our listeners some of the comments that this man had to say.
2: Questions for me first, because, you know, the FAA has rules to get these type of robocalls. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, Mr. Logic. It's okay if I call you Mr. Logic, isn't it? That's okay for now. Okay. All right. Okay. So- I want to know something. All right, so what's your question? Is KC there? Is KC there? Um, I'm present, Mr. Lacha. So you can be uh, rest assured that this show is fair uh, and balanced. Yeah,
0: there's your validation right there. KC is right beside me.
2: And you are J Rod, right? That is correct. So you're the one that always chastises poor KC for giving us. A nice
0: opening and enlightening his audience to make sure that we're aware of
2: what's going to happen. Hey, <laughs> <about all> Thank <laughs> you talking about What do you mean? I think I like
1: this, Mister Logic a lot. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, let's well, just remind you about this, Mister Logic, and how not illogical he is. But you know, out out of sake of uh, looking stupid and being insulted again by this man, let's try to give this Mister Logic another call.
1: I just think Mister Logic. Expresses his opinions that are very analytical, ah! and, uh, concise, and, and to the point.
0: Oh, OK. Uh, you give him all that credit. I think the dude is a loony tomb myself. But let's hear what he has to say. Let's just dial this number real quick. And we're just doing a cold call. So if he's answered, he answer. And if he don't, he don't. What do you think about that? Uh, yes. Let's do it. I'll just call this illogical individual up. Uh
2: oh. There it goes.
0: Hello. Hello. Hey, this is Barbershop dot talk talk podcast. How are you today?
2: I'm doing fantastic.
0: Yeah, you know, if I if I recall you was on our podcast mm-hmm. last time. It was being all illogical, making all these compliments to KC. That was totally ridiculous.
2: But I, I decide- remember you guys called me before. I've been still listening to your podcast. And I got to tell you, you guys do just a great job.
0: Oh, well, thank you, Mister well, Logic. Yeah. Logic. I am totally impressed with that. You must have ate your weeds this morning.
1: Well, I, I think you well, represented yourself very well uh, the last time you was on our podcast. Yeah, I bet. Logic.
2: You, I bet
0: you would say
1: that. Uh, speak well,
2: I think the fact that you were wise enough to maintain and keep uh, KF says a whole lot about how you really judge and how you really are able to manage your podcast. R- really,
0: you know what I think? You know what I think about you, Mr. Logic. I'm going to tell you. Just listen to this, because this is what I think about you at this very moment. I hate you all so much. Oh, there you so go.
1: Comments, Jay. Right, lighten right, up, lighten up.
0: Well, he. I don't know about Mr. Logic. He's—he's—I he's... know
1: about him. Isn't he? he is our greatest caller, our greatest fan, and he always provides a lot of unique, in-depth perspectives.
0: Uh, I think Mr. Logic is a idiot. Hey, wow. we can't call well, up people I'm... and
1: insult
2: them. Now, let's, let's... Casey, Casey, I'm guessing. There's only one of you that understands the definition of a customer and an audience.
0: <laughs> what are you trying to say with that? <laughs> Come on, Mr. Logic. All right. OK, all right, all right, that's fine. You're ugly, you're ugly, no. and your mother ugly, okay. and your sister ugly. You just plain old ugly. I don't, I don't
1: know where they got that from, well, Mr. Logic. Before this goes off the rails, Mr. Logic, we called you because <laughs> our next topic is going to be about the pacers. And we appreciate your opinions on the Indiana Pacers. And uh, I wanted to involve you in this conversation. Uh, uh, Let's steer this back where it needs to be.
0: Well, well, first of all, Mr. Logic, I think I'm the one that steered you to this conversation, even though you give all these uh, compliments to KC. All right. Are you ready, Mr. Logic?
2: KC, it sounds like there's a little bit of insecurity there on <laughs> Park, right? Yeah, yeah, there he is. Okay. All right.
1: All
0: right, forget all that. Forget all that. All right. Now, first of all, it is to my understanding, Mr. Logic, that you are an expert when it comes to the Indiana Pacers. Is that true?
2: Well, I I wouldn't say I'm an expert, but I will tell you this is that I've had season tickets for the Pacers for the last 30 years. And as a fan, then I am very forgiving of the Pacers. I enjoy going to the games, and as long as they play hard, whether they win or lose, I'm still going to be a Pacers fan.
1: Absolutely. Oh, my God. And I think you are certainly qualified to give perspectives on what's going on with the Pacers.
0: I'm okay with him being qualified, but the fact is, we don't pay these millionaires just to play hard. We play them to win. We pay them to
2: win. Wow. Why is... is it always discuss a person's work, we always bring up the money.
0: Because that's what money's they're working
2: for. To, money's got nothing to do with it. That's, uh, right. that,
0: that's why they're going to work for the money.
2: No. I'm going to watch and enjoy and be entertained.
1: Exactly. Uh, when I'm watching a game, I'm not thinking how much a player gets paid right now. I want to enjoy the action and, and the fun and the
0: thrill Okay, first of all, the only time you think about what you getting paid, when he miss that critical shot, that's when you start. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, Mr. Casey, we was talking about, uh, and Mr. Lock, you can get into this. We were talking about the potential trade that they was going to have with the Haywood from the Celtics. Ah, uh, yes, but that was off the court.
1: When I'm watching the game, it's about the game. Now there is a business side to the game. Okay. And so let's let's get into that that potential trade that uh, the Pacers were hoping to do, uh, where they wanted to send. Miles Turner, a first-round draft pick, and another player for Gordon Hayward, which I thought was just a ridiculous proposal. But fortunately, Gordon Hayward had the good sense to say, no, I'm not going to do that because he actually controlled whether or not Bob, uh, Boston would even have that option because he was able to opt out and become a free agent. Uh, and because he did do that, it tied Boston's hand. And of course, Danny Ainge, uh, since he knew he couldn't make the deal, uh, one is presented like, well, I kind of turned that offer down. He was leaping for joy at that offer, and he was very disappointed when Gordon Hayward said, no, I'm opting out. And well,
0: let's let's talk to the season holder, Mr. Logic. What do you think about that, Mr. Logic?
2: Well, I'll have to say that I concur with, KC is that sometimes you just the bullet. I think that that was probably an ill-conceived. I think that uh, they probably had visions of bringing more fans in, but at the end of the day, they they even admitted themselves that they were overpaying for Haiti.
0: Yeah, I agree. Now, did you hear about the other guy that they, chose? when you said bring the fans in, uh, they also signed another guy who was a guard at Butler University, a local kid, if you will. Did you hear about that? Yeah. The guard. I did. What do you think about his play?
2: Well, he'll probably just play in the G League. And so I don't know that he'll make it up to the to the next level, but you know, who knows? I mean, you know, there's there's players that that end up blossoming, you know, and uh, you know, he could end up getting some time. But my guess is probably not.
0: Yeah, yeah. I you know, I, I think you're right. But this is what's killing me. I mean. It seems like all the other players are, or other teams, I'm sorry, the other teams are looking to win now. It like, like the Pacers is not really making any major move to put them in that position. And that is disappointing to me.
2: Well, I think sometimes though, there's something to having a little bit of continuity and you can make changes and you know, you don't make changes for the sake of making changes. You make changes because there's a good reason to. And at the end of the day, they had a pretty good nucleus. They yeah. even had a decent coach. Yes. And so at the end of the day, they had some injuries. So at, at this point, they really don't know how this team will work together if everybody is healthy and they get a reasonable amount of the season. Uh,
1: I concur with that opinion. In fact, uh, last season, the projected starting five for the Indiana Pacers only played together a grand total of 81 minutes. So you really don't know what you have there. But it is a, a strong nucleus that has a lot of potential. It just didn't get a an opportunity to see what it can do.
0: Well, that's why I thought it was unfair for them to fire the coach. Uh, extremely unfair. Uh, he and now it seemed like to me, the way that the roster is going, that maybe we're taking a step back. And I do understand sometimes you take one step backwards, go two steps forward. I do understand that, but I don't know. Well, I'll say this. Well,
2: so. I think sometimes it seems like sometimes some of these teams are really quick to pull the trigger mm-hmm. and it doesn't really help them very much at all. Right. So, you know, here's here's a good good year to get a good gauge on Miles Turner to see how Sabonis and those guys will, will play together to see if we can get uh, um, Brogdon to have a full season where he's not hurt. We'll yeah. see if all the people. Aka Home people can can play a
0: full season. Yeah, so well, let's, let's see what happens and return to form.
2: Cool. Form?
1: Yeah, the level that he played at uh two years ago when he was an all-star. Two years ago. Well, he had a very traumatic injury, and that type of injury usually takes you two seasons to fully
2: recover.
0: Yeah. Uh, he, well, and not only that, if you college. think about it,
2: that's what I think. That's the injury that uh, Barkley ends up retiring.
0: Yeah. Oh well, well, yeah, you got a point there. Now, now, again, it's still everything is is a is a gamble. Uh, but in my opinion, I am just not liking the moves right now by the Pacers, and I am a major Pacer fan. Uh, I just don't think they're making any significant moves to make any progress. Uh, now and i still know that it's early it is early and they can make some trades or make some moves but we had a pretty decent nucleus we was making some progress uh the injuries of course hurt us uh this year and i would like to see what that team could have did uh this year as a full team i think we might have did some damage
2: okay and so now, i think they came in what were they they were in fifth place in the. Uh, in the, in the uh, yep. Conflicts last year?
1: Technically, they actually ended so, up with four hits. Yes. So what would you project them to be at the
2: end of this
1: year? Uh, well, I will say this. The East is going to be tougher this year than it was last year. You know, you have Brooklyn coming on with all their stars. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, technically, the Pacers finished a game ahead of Miami, but Ooh. that was due to the fact that the final game of the season was against Miami, and Miami rested all the starters, and whichever team won that game, would technically finish fourth. And since there was no real home field advantage mm-hmm. in the playoffs, it, there was no interest, um, no playing interest for, for Miami for that game. Uh, but I do, I do feel they will be a top six. And I also want to address your point about, you know, they didn't make these moves. Sometimes not making a move is your move. And I think they did the right thing in keeping that starting lineup intact. Uh, if you – if you just change for change's sake, you usually change for the worse.
0: Yeah, but that's uh, not what I'm recommending. I'm not recommending change to just change. Well, I'm just simply saying is that I don't think they're making any aggressive move to move the needle forward. I just want to my, my
1: biggest concern is making sure that the second unit improves. Uh, in, in terms of the starting lineup, we need to see what this starting lineup can do when everyone's healthy and playing together. Well, so. you got not gonna get a chance to do that because most of the people are gone now. No, no, the starting the starting lineup is still intact. That's the nucleus of the team.
0: Well, all right. If if you uh, okay, well we'll see. Right, we'll, we'll see. I I got what you're saying, Mr. Logic. I got what you're saying, KC. But remember, audience and listeners, last week I predicted the Tennessee and Colts game. I said the Colts were gonna lose. KC said they was going to win. So we're going to so see. Where a... are
2: you predicting? Where are you predicting the Pacers this year?
0: Well, I, I don't know. I kind of agree with. Uh, I do agree with KC. I mean, just because I disagree right, with. I'm him, sorry but that
1: he... there was some technical difficulties. Can you say that again, please?
0: Yeah, I do agree with KC. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know? we're still having technical difficulties. Uh, one more time, sir. Well, he, he's right. I <laughs> think.
2: <laughs> uh, you know, I think I think they, I think they have the potential still coming in about four. I think you talk about, you know, you're you're talking about Brooklyn and that means Kevin Durant's got to fully recover and come back as strong as you think he's going to come and play. Okay. I think that uh, they're still, you know, Miami's going to have to play. They remember last year, I mean, when they were playing in the bubble, they didn't have the bonus in there. Mm -hmm. Well, so I think... um, just maybe if the expectation is that everybody makes a little bit of an improvement on the team. Remember, these young guys, mm-hmm. you know, while turning to bonus, they're only about 24. They're still coming into their own. Yes. If they make a little bit of a lead, they, you know, you could be surprised by it. Right. You know, my, my
1: biggest concern is uh, the health. Uh, can this unit uh, stay healthy um, long enough uh, throughout the duration of a season to jail and to, and to make that big push, uh, if they can, I, I think they could finish as high as third. Um, but you know, right now that's the question mark based on, you know, what we've seen the last couple of seasons with some of these guys.
0: Yeah, I guess I'm just not as 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 hopeful as as the both of you. I guess time would tell. But uh, Mr. Logic, I'm gonna have you hold on because we all have to take a little break to uh, recognize our sponsor, and so I'd like to do that right now. Yepper. All right, so here we go. I got it. All right. First of all, we're going to uh, pause here just for a second to recognize our sponsor. Our sponsor is Out the Way Studio, who's also made custom made t shirts and apparel. If you want to find out more about that, please email Keen Cap and Cap is with a K is Keen K I N G Cap K A P 317 at gmail.com. And also, our second sponsor is 421 Barbershop, where good things happen to your hair. It's located here in Indianapolis on Michigan Road. So also, uh, Mr. Logic, you're gonna get a little surprised when we listen our podcast today because our sponsor provided us some theme music to open and close. And so please feel free to give us some feedback on that tune if you'd be so kind. Now, with saying all absolutely. that absolutely with saying all that, Mr. Logic, I know we're running short on time, but we do uh, I do appreciate you uh throwing jab, allowing me to throw jabs at you uh in the beginning of our conversation. Uh and again, uh it was just a joke i i do appreciate your knowledge and your expertise even though i think you're one of our worst listeners uh since the podcast started but i am beyond i'm willing to look beyond all that all that that uh have you on our podcast at any time that you like how's that
2: well I, i'd like to say this as a loyal customer of 421 barbershop <laughs> there's a recognition of everyone that gets their haircut. You never upset your barber. So (laughs) you're always on my good side.
0: (laughs) Oh, in fact, could you repeat that just one more time?
2: I say I am a loyal customer of 421 Barbershop. In fact, I say so loyal, I've been going to this shop or these individuals over the last 31 years. Okay. And... The one key thing you learn, gentlemen, and even ladies out there, you never piss off your barber or hairstylist.
0: All right. We love to hear that. Now, with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and let Casey close off with his, co- his last comments because we're really running really close on time. I want to thank you for listening to our podcast.
1: Please tell your family, friends, and enemies about our podcast, barbershop.talk podcast available on your favorite podcast platform let's have peace in the streets be wise be safe and be loved and we say
0: go mob thank you mr logic take care guys